Welcome to the new season of the Live Your Spa Life Show. The SPA and SPA Life stands for Seek Power Always, that divine power within you to do what you're here to do. The theme for this season is Freedom Fighter. Amazing people like you share ways to ensure your freedom physically, financially, spiritually, and in your relationships to create a world-class life. In these times of uncertainty, it's time for you to move past the distractions and start trusting yourself more through your God-given knowingness. No one truly knows better what's best for you than you. In this season, you'll have plenty of examples of people choosing their best life and giving a voice of freedom to those who are also looking to have their best life. Thank you for sharing your precious time with us and being part of the Spa Life Conversation. With us today is Nicole Jansen, and I am so thrilled to have her on the show. She has been empowering entrepreneurs for over 30 years, and her vast experience in business leadership and human behavior has uniquely uh, equipped her to bring out the best in others. But what people may not know about her is that her clients span five continents, and they range, right, from startup entrepreneurs focused on growing their business to industry leaders looking to influence and make a greater impact in the world. So, Nicole, welcome to the show. And what's one thing that people are surprised to learn about you? Oh, thanks, Diane. I appreciate being here, and it's great to reconnect because we met a number of years ago. And uh, you really struck me as a woman of influence and confidence and empathy. And so I just, I'm really glad to be here and be on your show. What's one thing that people would be surprised about for me is actually, you know, it's, it's funny being on, that I'm on a podcast. I am an introvert and people are surprised about that because I host a podcast because I'm out there speaking and so forth, but I'm actually quite an introvert. And just love to uh, spend my quiet time and with myself and me, myself, and I and my cat. And uh, so I get sometimes, I, and I actually was very shy as a kid. So I barely spoke uh, before, I, it was about 16, 17 years old that I actually started to uh, be more expressive. But up until that point, I, I rarely ever talked. So I didn't talk for the first th- three and a half years of my life, literally. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Was, I'm, a, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> Now, now you can't shut me up. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know that about you because you are so communicative and connecting. And it's just, it's so great uh, how you just, you bring so much of your own experience to things and you look at how things shift. I mean, you and I have had some deep conversations about how the world has changed in just the last couple of years and particularly the conversation around freedom. And we've talked about freedom as, you know, uh, we both kind of look at it as being choice and having that choice in the world. And I'd love for you just to expand a little bit more about um, what freedom is to you and, you know, what, uh, you know, how, how's that looking like for you in your life? Yeah. You know, to me, I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can look at freedom we can look at it. My dad used to have this saying, he said, if you're not financially free, you can't be free unless you're financially free, economically free, mm-hmm. meaning that you're taking care of your, that, that aspect of your life is, 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 is dealt with. Um, but deeper than that, it's really about the inner freedom of knowing that you can be who you are without judgment. And the biggest thing is, is that we, we, we worry about people's judgment of us but the, the one that we judge the most or that we get the judgment from the most is actually ourselves. And so when you get into to that, you get to that place of freedom of knowing that I'm okay, 
I'm good. I, I love me. I'm okay with me. All the flaws, everything, you know, combined that whole package. I'm in even the places that I'm learning and growing and I'm okay with me. Then there is a freedom to be able to go out into the world and to encourage people to express yourself, to, um, to build and to create, and even to make choices like you were talking about to make those choices because those are my choices to make. Uh, I just, you know how much I love this conversation, you know, because it's so important for us to look at who are we, right? And what are we standing for? And are we giving ourselves the the time and space to get to know us, right? And a lot of times it's just thrown out there that, well, if I focus too much on myself, that that's being self selfish, right? Versus uh, it actually being a selfless act, right? Because the more you take care of yourself, the more know thyself, you actually have all of the uh, nuances to show up as that unique being. And um, I'd love to just get your thoughts too on there's so much focus on the external world right now, right? There's like, there's so much noise and distraction and division and things that are happening out there um, where people are looking more outside of themselves. Um, what's your impression on that? And how do you think people can come back to just coming back to that internal compass point of who they are? Yeah. So I think that it's absolutely right. There's a lot of external focus. And one of the things that I noticed when COVID hit is that uh, people got triggered, right? They're afraid of the things that they're losing. They're losing their freedom to go do the things they want to do. They're, they're afraid of not having enough toilet paper or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and, or their jobs more important, you know, they, they're concerned about losing their income losing loved ones, those types of things, and which is all important right. and all valuable. Uh, the challenge is, is that when we assign our identity to those things, we set ourselves up uh, to potentially fail. And I had the experience in my own life of, of losing a lot of things and all at once and just like, I'm, I feel like I'm losing everything in my life. Like what the heck, right? Who am I? without all of those things. Right. And so when you, when you look inward and you realize that you're not the things, you're not the house you live in, you're not the car you drive, you're not the job you have, or the, 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 the title that you carry, or even the relationships that you have, you're not even, even to the extent of like, people will say, I'm so-and-so's son, or I'm so-and-so's parent, like I'm a parent, I'm a this, I'm a that. When we, when we remove all those things and we ask ourselves, like, who are we really without all of those things? Then we get to the real truth that, and that's where the freedom comes. And so I talk about the, the seven A's, you know, there's the, there's the, and I, I teach personality dynamics. I use certain tools. The Enneagram is one that's really popular nowadays, but I use the disc and the strengths finder and all that. All those tools are great, but when you identify and create and create an identity and assign your identity to things like the, you know, the archetypes, then you're still focusing on the external thing or someone to tell you who you are. Right. And, and when you get your identity wrapped up in that, it's uh, it's a challenge because it may not be true. Right. It's, it's a, it's a, it's one perspective on that. You know, the, the accomplishments, the, the accolades, you know, the um, acquisitions, even the, the associations, 
Like, it's like you saying, I'm a police officer or me saying, I'm a coach or I'm a this or I'm a that. Right. And when I'm part of this association, my parents and I, we built a successful business when I was much younger. And, you know, when we, when I, when we no longer had that business and, and walked away from it, um, that it was really the association that was, that was, um, yes, it was the financial and all those things that, that had a negative impact, but not being part of that, not having that connection, that community and so forth, I realized how much of my identity was wrapped up in being part of that organization, right. that association where we met all the time. And so, um, you know, and even like attractiveness, people assign their identity to how attractive they are. Women do that all the time, right? And that's why they go and do extraordinary measures to try to maintain that because who am I without the beauty? Who am I without the 21-year-old body? or the hips or whatever the case is, right? And then one of the things that is really, and it's showing up here right now a lot, is adversity. Is mm. is that, you know, a lot of us will actually assign our identity uh, to an adversity that we've had, a pain that we've had in our experience. I'm a this, when th this happened when I was younger, and then we own that as our story for the rest of our lives. And so all of those things are really not who we are. It's what we experience, it's what we enjoy, it's maybe, you know, like I say, the experience, even the relationships or whatever, but it's not who we are. So I, I focus on helping people get below that to who are you without all of those things? You're a spiritual being having a human experience from a spiritual standpoint. Who are you? Well, and I think it is so important because, you know, sometimes when people are listening to a podcast, you know, they're hearing the words, but they're not necessarily seeing the journey of where, where you've gone and, and the things that you notice and that you learn along the way as well. You know, you are the uh, founder of the Discover the Edge. And like you said, you would use the disc and there would be very specific things. I've used human design, you know, you know, bank code and, you know, all kinds of those personality type things, which are very valuable and they are insights, but they're not who you are. And in that whole, you know, talk about transformation, right. And, and the journey that you are in now being the, the host of the leaders of transformation, right. And it's being able to look at how is it that you are transforming yourself because it's like, how are you having the impact and what that looks like? And you've had some, you know, like you mentioned, very heavy losses, you know, from, uh, you know, your primary relationship to both your parents. I've had people explain to me, I mean, I'm still blessed to have both of my parents, but people have explained to me who don't have their parents, there's almost a feeling of, of being an orphan in the world. Like there's not, you don't have that anchoring of I'm so-and-so's daughter, right? And I don't belong to this family kind of thing. And so when those kinds of things, uh, you know, uh, evolve in, in a life and you have to start looking at who you are when without all of those things what were some of those things in your own transformation that as those things got stripped away what were some of the things that you discovered of who you truly are yes so first of all i discovered that i was wrapped up in a lot of those things and to your point about the orphan uh, feeling of being an orphan my uncle after my mother, so my dad died in 2016, uh, died suddenly one morning, and then my mother died less than two years later. And then my uncle, who was my brother's dad, um, who then later, he died eight months later. But right after my mother died, he um, he said to me, how does it feel to be an orphan? And up until that point, I hadn't, it, it was like a week later. Mm, and wow. and I, I was like, uh I hadn't really thought about it. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> that was odd. 
And I realized as I processed through that, I realized that it was really him talking about himself, right? And, right. And that's, that's, uh, a lot I realized of that was it. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, but it did make me go down that, that pathway and thinking, wow, I guess I am. Like, what does that mean? You know? And so the first thing is I felt vulnerable. I felt very naked. You know, it, it was like I didn't have all this armor around me. I didn't have all these accoutrements around me. And now it's really stripping that, that down and looking at who I, who I am. Because of my faith, I did lean on my uh, faith and I say, okay, God, you created me. So who do you say that I am? Mm. If I'm not all of these things, that who am I? And so I started looking in scripture and, you know, where the Bible talks about, you know, I'm chosen, I am loved, I am blessed. I'm a child of God. You know, I'm beautifully, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm God's masterpiece created, you know, with good purposes and, and things to do you know, and with a purpose and a plan for my life. And so I started anchoring my identity into that and owning that and saying, I am, I am a spiritual being, you know, and I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. It started, and that's not an external thing, but it's like, it's, it's like a calling more than anything. It's like who I am. It's not the vocation, but it's who I am at the core. Like, what is my nature, you know? And, um, and so if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you ask the one who created the thing. Mm. And so I just went to, uh, the architect, if you will, <laughs> and said, okay, well, what do you say? Clue me in. Right. I love that. You know, it's it's so amazing when, you know, you do look at things that are, are beyond us, they're bigger than us. And we have, you know, somebody recently told me that the the Bible is the playbook for earth, right? And that there's there's the words, the phrases, the things that, that are in there. And, you know, one of the things you and I also talked about is being the calm in the storm. You know, when there's so much things spinning out of control around us, you know, the, the chaos, the interpretations, the, the all, all of that type of stuff that, that, you know, has anxiety happening, you know, um, where, how have you experienced being the calm when there are people that are, you know, in fear and, and freaking out and because we know that, you know, it's like the amygdala hijack, right? When they're in this survival state and they're, um, people are just, feeling like they don't have any freedoms, they feel out of control and a lot of things happening. How can you, um, what are some of the things that you do in your being or things that you can say to people that kind of has them kind of walk themselves down from that place of fear and that place of chaos? So we're only ever coming from fear or love. All other emotions are really stemming from those two or those, even it's more than an emotion, it's a state of being. And so it's, it's fear is where scarcity and not enoughness and, and frustration and anger and all of that comes from a place of fear from love. Love is abundance. It is, it is the more than enough. It is the worthiness. It is the I'm okay. And I'm, I'm whole and complete, right? It's, it's integrity. It's, it's all of that. The, the joy, the peace, the, you know, the, um, happiness, but happiness is different than joy, right? Happiness is more of a circumstantial thing. Joy comes from within. Mm -hmm. So you're only ever coming from a place of fear and or love. And what I've been talking a lot to people about is who and what they're in agreement with. Mm -hmm. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about you can't serve two masters. 
and and that's true in terms of gods right think about it who is god god is love right so and then there's fear which is really the absence of love and so we can operate from one of these two places at any given moment so right now when there's a lot of fear going up people are getting afraid i'm asking them the questions like what are you in agreement with is that working is it serving you because i can be in agreement with fear or i can be in agreement with love and i get to choose and so I'm talking a lot about coming out of agreement with fear, out of agree, out of, out of like where, where, when I talk about agreement, it's reinforcing it. Some people are even positive. They want to be, they, they want to believe the truth, but they're actually in agreement with the, the fear because they're speaking about it. They're talking about it. They're giving it life. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. They're giving it life by talking about it and not talking about it from a, a position of, of being solution oriented, but they're talking about it from a position of a perspective of criticism and or concern or worry, you know? And I love what Joel Osteen said. He said one time, uh, don't choose your, don't use your words to describe your situation, use your words to transform your situation. And when I talk about leaders of transformation, I'm really talking about the fundamental transformation that is occurring is transforming the way we see ourselves, others in the world around us. How we see ourselves will be the lens in which we see the others and the world around us. So it comes back to this issue of, uh, of, of who we are. And so if I'm in agreement, I was talking to a woman who was a very successful uh, entrepreneur at one point. She had launched startups, been massively successful, I was trying to get this other startup going and it was not going and she had put all her money in. So now she doesn't have that money and now she's trying to figure out what's going on? How does she fix this? And she said to me, she said, well, I lost my confidence and I don't know why. And I asked her this really simple question, who are you listening to? And she, in it, she, she got it just in that one question was like, oh my gosh, what am I listening to? Right. Mm -hmm. Who am I listening to? Right. Are you listening to the, the, the devil or you, you know, people call it the devil, call it Satan, whatever it is they want or fear. Are you listening to fear? Mm -hmm. or are you listening to love? Right. You know, and a lot of times what I noticed for myself is that I was trying to create abundance in my life, but I was trying to get there through scarcity. I need to get more clients. Hmm. I need to, I need to make more money. I need to get more. I need to, you know, it's like, right. It's people say, I need to get more. I need to gain more followers. Right. I need to get more notoriety. I need to gain more influence. I need to, it's really, it's taking right? Versus love, which is I get to, right? Mm -hmm. I get to share. I get to, I get to give, I get to, you know, right. It's a different, it's a very different energy. Where can I give more value? How can I help others? Right. right. So, so it was, it's that shift that's, that's happening. So it's, it's really, it is about, and I would challenge people that are listening is to, you know, ask yourself, what have I been in agreement with? And you'll know who you've been in and what you've been in agreement with by the words mm -hmm. that you say, you'll know by your, the, the, the focus, which of course, that's where the words are coming from. It's somewhere inside we're focusing. What are you focusing on? Right. You know, are you focusing on the thing impending doom mm -hmm. or are you focusing on the opportunity? Yes. The truth is both are existing out there in the world. Sure. Yeah. But what we focus on is what is going to expand and, 
and our subconscious mind, which is a problem solver, is going to go to work and solve those problems. So if we focus on the fear, we focus on the things that are bad, then our subconscious mind goes, oh, okay, yes. And let me give you all the proof of why that is true and why this is going to go this direction. But if I ask a question and say, huh, this is happening, you know, acknowledge it. I'm not talking about ignoring it. This is going on. What can I do to help this situation? What can I do to transform this situation? How can I be part of the solution? Now my brain goes to work and looks for a solution as opposed to just strictly reinforcing what already is so that the past continues to equal the present and the future. Right. You know, this is is such a great distinction because it's not about, you know, putting your head in the sand and not seeing, you know, the totality of what's happening in the world. But given all of the information and all the things that we are exposed to, where are we going with it? You know, and, you know, the, the actual words that we're using and the mindset that we are and how we're showing up makes all the difference in how the solution comes to you, right? And what that actually looks like. It's kind of like that whole looking at the world, you know, with a the glass half full, right? When if you're looking at all the things that are like, I I like to call the chicken little, right? The sky is falling and all these craziness is happening and all the the insanity that's going on. However, being that calm in the storm, and like you said, who are you listening to? That is such a powerful thing to anybody that's listening right now to think about who are you listening to? What, What are the words that they're saying? And is it something that makes you feel uplifted and solution orientated and that I'm, I'm being drawn to you know, be who I am to be, you know, or does it make you feel bad about yourself and it makes you feel, you know, retracted and, and feel, uh, you know, that there's a lot of, of reaction that's happening out there, right? That there's like, if yeah. you find that you're hearing things and you're blowing up, right? You're not starting at that place of being centered and being able to look at, you know, okay, what is my true divine purpose here? And how is it that I'm coming into play? And, you know, I don't think it's any coincidence that we're being challenged and these things that are coming up in front of us right now as a way for people to to choose, right? To choose what kind yeah. of life you want to live, um, what do you want it to look like? And I think part of this whole transformation that's been going on is people thinking like, um, well, I have to wait for someone to save us, or um, I hope things are going to change, or, you know, um, is this the worst it's going to get? And it's those type of questions, right? That isn't feeling like you are part of the solution and that you actually have an integral part in, in what's going on around this. What's your thoughts about just being able to um, really rely on faith and uh, and who you are in the world and, you know, for people that are kind of in that, that anxious state of it, how do you feel like people can just to act, kind of take some of those first steps of accessing their own internal knowing and um, being able to, you know, we hear people say, we, li- we listen to the word of God. And a lot of people, like, because of a lot of the noise that's going on, they're not actually hearing it or they're not putting in their, themselves in a place of hearing it. So how can people shift the way they're being? Yes. Great question. And one more thing on that uh, calm in the midst of the storm is if I know who I am and I'm not, I'm not insecure and I'm not, I'm not, my self preservation is not at risk, mm-hmm. right? Then my emotion isn't high. My intelligence isn't, intelligence isn't low. I can think more clearly yeah. coming back to that amygdala, right? If I feel like I'm at risk, my safety, my personal, it's a human nature, it's a primal nature, you know, of just wanting to protect ourselves. 
if that is is secure, if I've settled that, then I can think more clearly about what is actually going on. And that's where I can become the calm in the midst of the storm because the storm may be going on around me, but that doesn't affect who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and if you understand that you're a spiritual being and you, you know, you, you can't die, right. <laughs> then it's kind of like, and if I know that God's got me to your, to your question, if I know that God has me in, in his, in the palm of his hands and I am safe under the shelter of his wings, or, you know, there's several scripture that speak to this idea and that there's, there's scripture that I've leaned on, like, you know, uh, the Bible says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The darts of the enemy will not reach me. And so there's one thing to hear the word of God. And there's another thing to come into agreement with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's a seed planted in your heart. It's a seed planted in your mind when you hear it. And a lot of people are not even listening to it. But if you are listening to it, sometimes what happens is that seed gets planted, but you got to water that seed. Mm-hmm. You got to fertilize it for it to grow. So it may be laying there dormant, but it's now coming into agreement with that and saying, okay, I hear that this is what, what the Bible says. I'm now coming in agreement saying, God, you said that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You said that no disease will come nigh my dwelling place. And I thank you. And I come into agreement and I thank you for your word that promises. I thank you for your faithfulness that I'm not leaning on my own faithfulness and my own strength, but I'm leaning on your strength, right? Mm -hmm. So we're using our words. We're using our voice to, to reinforce life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? God spoke and it was so we're made in his like his likeness and his image. So we speak things into existence through our word, right? Yeah. Absolutely. The word made flesh, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so I'm speaking that and I'm declaring it and decreeing it as I'm doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's also very powerful. It's something that I learned. It actually really dawned on me and solidified in 2020 in April, 2020 is when I realized that as a believer and look, everybody has their own beliefs. They can believe in whatever, you know, but again, the power of our beliefs, we can't, we can't, overestimate that, you know, and, and it's, it's very powerful because we all have a belief system. I have people who say, you know, I've unplugged from the matrix. And I said, well, okay, got it. You realize you're always in a matrix of some form. Like you're going to have a belief system. Just pick a belief system that works for you. Right. Okay. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, the, um, the, the thing that really, that it really struck me is I realized in the Bible, there's actually a scripture that says that we are given as believers, we are given authority over all power of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so it says you can step on the heads of, of scorpions and, and, and not be harmed, right? And snakes and not be harmed. Okay. Well, I was like, wait a second. So if I'm given all authority, because I believe that God lives in me and is operating through me, then I would pray differently. Mm-hmm. I would operate different. I would declare and decree things differently right? than if I thought it was happening to me from the outside in. 
Right. Well, because God wants us to, you know, collaborate with him, wants to co-create and gives us, you know, that whole uh, spirit is, you know, it's inspire is in spirit. It's within and it is that creation. And, you know, as you were mentioning about some of the words, it's the whole, you know, asking you shall receive right where where two or more are gathered. Right. It's about the community. It's about the people that you've surrounded yourself with. We have so much more power than I think we give ourselves credit for. And it starts with that coming from place. So I love that you you share that coming from place because the mindset of that, people start operating on a very different level and in really showing up in a, in a much more powerful way when they know that they're an active participant, that life's not just happening to them and they're just waiting for things to happen. It's like, no, you are a co-creator in what's happening about being you know, a sovereign person, about you know creating the life that, that you want to have. Um, and speaking of creating, one of the fun things I, I like to ask guests on the show is, uh, you know, what is your favorite room in your home? Because we have different experiences in our in our bedroom versus our office versus our kitchen, but it's part of what we create in our life. And it's just kind of a, a fun thing I like to know. Ooh, that's a great question. I've never been asked that before. I would, my initial reaction was my office because I create here. I spend a lot of time here and all of that. Uh, I would say though, that it would be my bedroom because along the lines of what we're talking about is that's where I will read. That's where I pray. That's where I meditate, where I'll worship. That's where that's kind of like the, this, the core uh, of what, you know, of what happens. That's where the magic happens <laughs> largely in there. Here is the, uh, the living it out, if you will, right in my office where I'm operating and so forth, um, you know, and, and creating. So what came out of those, moments when I journaled and, and meditated and prayed and so forth. This is where I live it out. This is where I follow through on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I think it really starts, it starts there. Here, here's another thought on just on the, not to go backwards, but I think it's a, I think this might help somebody who's listening is, you know, that Jesus didn't say pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick. Yes. Goodness. He didn't say pray for me to heal them for you. He, and he said, and speaking of freedom fighters and, you know, and, and all of that, he said, free the, right. Free the, the, the oppressed. Right. 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 Cast out demons. You know, it was like there were Cast out actions, demons. right. We are, we are to do that greater things than even these things you will do. Mm-hmm. And so we oftentimes will be like, God, why don't you do this? And he's like, <laughs> you know, Hello? I gave you authority, go out and have dominion over all the earth. Right. I gave you the authority to do those things. So if we have the authority to do those things, mm-hmm. then it, then we now also have the responsibility to exercise that authority. So if we don't see things that we like that are going on in this world, we can't blame God for it. Right. Absolutely. We can look at, we can look at what's going on uh, and what are we doing about that? He's like, yeah, I, I sent you <laughs> to go do that. <laughs> Tag you're it. <laughs> right. Oh, that that is such an, an important thing for, for people to look at, you know, because when you're feeling like the world's happening to you and it feels like, well, what can I do? Or there's nothing to do. You can do everything, right? There's so many different things that and one is just standing in, in your sovereignty of, of who you are to be and who you're choosing 
to have in your life and the, and the focus um, that you spoke about so eloquently about, you know, really being able to see uh, the positivity and the choice and the mindset um, that actually leads to living a life of transformation and how you want to be. And, you know, you and I could talk all afternoon and I know that people are going to want to connect with you. Um, how can they best do that? Yeah, well, I've enjoyed this conversation, Diane, and it goes by fast. Um, but I love this is this is where it all happens here, and then it plays out into all the other areas, the strategy and the techniques and the all the things that we do out there in the world. So they can reach me at leadersoftransformation.com. That's my website. We have the podcast. There's there's uh, coaching opportunities there if they want to book a consult with me they can book a free consult with me all that of course i'm all on social but that's really the hub is going to leadersoftransformation.com wonderful i love it any final parting thoughts for our audience yeah i think i think the only thing that i would say is just to reinforce is to rediscover it is a rediscovering you know of really understanding who you are and and what you're called to, um, there was a, something that I, I, it was a revelation that came up a few, about a month ago. I was speaking at this event and I was talking about identity and purpose and assignment. And I was like, God, I'd really like to have something as a, as a, as an anchoring, as a centering point to be able to, to cover these three things. And, and so for those people that appreciate the cross, mm-hmm. here's something that may be uh, helpful because we've talked enough about it. So is, um, these three areas, God showed me, he said, the solutions in the cross. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, it's identity. So when we get our identity, number one, so if you picture a cross, mm-hmm. if we get our identity first and foremost, rooted and grounded in the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. And we get that first of who God says we are, then our purpose, we all have the same purpose. So there's three questions that people ask themselves all the time. You know, this is like the most common questions is who am I? Why am I here? What do I have to offer? So the first question, who am I getting that settled first? Number one, number two is what am I, you know, why am I here? That's purpose. And we all have the same purpose, which is to love God and love one another. So that's the center of those, 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 Cross, Let's try that again. Section. <laughs> the cross section, thank you, of those two things. And then the assignment is how we live it out. If you try to figure out what your assignment is without understanding who you are in your identity first, mm-hmm. your assignment will be wavering. And it might be based on what other people think, uh, other people's opinions of you, what people, uh, um, what other people are doing that you think, oh, maybe I should do that too. There's all of that. So just take that take that visual and start to build your life on that. And it'll be on solid ground mm-hmm. and it will be, it will be um, much more, you'll be much more impactful when you do that because you'll know that you're op- actually operating from your purpose and your plan and your assignment versus someone else's. Love it. Thank you, Nicole, so much for, for your wisdom and being with us here today. I so, so appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You got it. And for our listeners out there, you know, take a moment here. I know, you know, it. you think about, hey, I'm going to click on to the next thing. But if you just take a couple seconds here and ask yourself, who are you listening to? And start opening up that dialogue within yourself and with God about, you know, who you are and what your purpose is and all of these things that Nicole and I have been talking about so that you can start being more at choice and more at peace with your life. And until we connect again, 
live your spa life, and stand in your freedom. Bye for now. Thank you for being part of the Live Your Spa Life show. It is my intention for you to receive the one message meant for you today and that you'll share it with at least one person who also needed to hear this message. Be sure to subscribe to the show so that you get alerted to each new show that's posted. I would so appreciate your five-star review and any comments, questions, or suggestions for future topics. As a thank you, I'd love to share a complimentary resource with you. You can get it at dianehoffman.com forward slash crisis. With all of the uncertainty in the world, you may be facing many different types of crisis. This resource will help you to not only avoid crisis, but when you are faced with one, to move through it much more smoothly. Remember, power doesn't happen outside of you. You are your own power. Living a life of faith, joy, and freedom is there for you if you choose it. Thank you.